0: And after a brief hiatus of a week, we are back in the shop. Nothing new to report, just an off week. Things happen, but Bryce is here. Hey. (laughs) I don't know,
1: last time you chewed me out for talking, so, uh, for talking too early, I should say. (laughs) I did? Yeah, remember you wanted to do your best Mark Langston impression.
0: Oh, that's right, because I wanted the pause and someone ruined the pause.
1: Yeah, because I stepped in so that's
0: name. right. That's right. So I
1: never know exactly when you want me to talk, and you wonder why.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm a bad host. <laughs> well nothing well,
1: I mean, that was a given, but
0: uh Well at least nothing happened the week we took <laughs> off, right?
1: Um I mean the Angels uh ended their losing streak.
0: Yeah, at a price.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> here we are, at least I, uh the one in time for me to not have completely given up on the season, just for me to mostly have given up on the season, but I guess we can get to that towards the end of the uh, podcast like we usually do, but
0: uh, I just like to say I did say That's they where should, we are I will say this, I did say at one point they might have to sacrifice the monkey Just throwing mean, that out there
1: I mean, Joe sacrificed his hair, but again, we should talk about this at the
0: end. (laughs) What a a a god (laughs) damn... No, I heard that today, I'm like, oh, that's coming up later.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's, uh, let's, uh, let's uh, let's get to that when we get to our angels' talk, because that is, uh, probably one of my favorite stories of the day, so... (sighs) Yeah, yeah, no, uh, you beat Spider-Man! I did. I
0: finished Spider Man on stream. I only threw my controller once at my wall. That's neither here nor yeah, there. I, I've
1: been there for you to actually have thrown your controller. I've I'm st- there.
0: I still stand by you were out of bounds, even though that was like ten years ago. I stand by that you stepped out of bounds and the game just ruined it for me. When the you game first cheated said
1: I, I stand by that you were out of bounds. My I brain translated that as you were out of bounds, you 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 did something bad to me instead of
0: I couldn't I challenge it that game. that's the that's the the part that angered me is I physically couldn't challenge
1: it it's I like, remember that's exactly what made me laugh so I much was die- and I'm like so you this game you were like, dying. I was mad like,
0: oh, because I, I realized that this
1: game just cheated me I mean, let's just say this. Austin Collie is the secret weapon.
0: You weren't even Austin Collie. You I, were the Chargers. No, is, you were the Chargers and I was the Colts. Get out of here with that you I filthy really, mongrel. You no, filthy mongrel.
1: You no cuz hey, no, I think we both played as the Colts.
0: No we didn't, you filthy liar.
1: uh, No, because all I know is I had Austin Colley because I remember I kept passing it up the slot and you kept saying, how do I stop this? Okay, I think
0: we've had this discussion that for whatever reason, that version of Madden, for whatever reason, doesn't did not know how to handle like screens at for whatever reason on slot receivers, because every time it's with the linebacker, it still does. It splits the two, three linebackers. I don't know why. There's no way to guard it other than, like, a spy.
1: It's funny because... I'm still mad. Whenever I play Madden video games, I use the screen to, like, great effect. Usually it's a halfback screen, but sometimes I'll I'll, I'll screen out one of my receivers. But, man, you are right. It, it's It's a much more effective weapon in that video game. I can usually... It, I'll You know, I'll throw maybe, you know, let's say 15 screens a game. 10 of them will be effective for more than 10 yards. Now, if you watch an actual NFL game, screens are never that effective, at least not at that clip. No. They usually get you maybe five, six yards, and then you usually consider that as, like, good, cool, we picked up some good yardage. Because you're doing it almost as, like, a quasi-run play, right? So...
0: Oh the yeah the bubble screens. I mean the
1: hope is that you can really get like your blockers upfield and and get some good uh, yardage out of it. But but yeah no it's just funny because I'll use those screens to get like ten twenty yards. So yeah but, uh, no yeah so how how was the uh, ending of Spider Man? I mean uh, it's not. Oh um... I I think we're f- I I mean spoiler warning for anybody who hasn't finished the game and is planning was, to play it i
0: thought it was it, but
1: it, it's been out long enough so we can talk about it it
0: was sad i thought what
1: what does happen at the end i've never watched that game to the end um
0: how much have you seen <laughs> let's start there
1: how Not much a is- whole lot Okay. <laughs> Little clips here and there, so nothing, nothing to know exactly what goes on.
0: So basically, the entire game kind of pools out over. Ironically, and this is what I'm like: wow, this game was foretelling the future. Um, basically, the main focus of the game is it's in three acts. So act one is like you take down Kingpin, and then act two is um a guy by the name of Mr. Negative and he wants to take down Norman Osborn because he was an experiment of his <clears throat> and to do that he found out that Osborn basically created a bioweapon called Devil's Breath. So the first like half of the game is just trying to get not let him get it. The last third of the game is Doc Ock appears who in this game was like Peter Parker's mentor. So, uh, Ock, Doc Ock releases it at the beginning of act three. So the, the rest of the game, that last third is basically you trying to like stop Doc Doc. And in that he they basically have the sinister six in the game minus a couple characters, but I guess the sinister four really was in it. Um, so that's like the third the most of the third arc. And then the final is just you beating Doc Ock and getting the antidote. But uh Dear Old Aunt May doesn't make it, which is sad. So
1: I mean at least the uh most of the Spider Man movies seem to spare her, but uh not, I hear she's not died in some universes.
0: <laughs> not the last one. <laughs> yeah well <laughs> i mean
1: at least at least her track record is better than uncle ben
0: so. yeah yeah for sure but it it was a good game i played through one dlc the only thing i i found weird and i i don't know maybe it's just i don't i don't read the comics so my spider-man is like sam raimi's spider-man and the amazing spider-man in this one so having Mary Jane be like a Lois Lane type character was really weird for me <laughs> in this game. Yeah. That was weird.
1: I mean, so so for you, have you, so you've watched the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and the, have you watched basically all iterations of the Spider-Man? Yes. Okay. I have never actually watched the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Movie.
0: They're good. If you can find them somewhere, I'd say give them a watch. They're pretty good.
1: I, I i think I'm planning on it eventually um now obviously that being said um i've i've seen some of the tom holland um spider man movies mm-hmm. and then obviously i grew up with the Tobey Maguire movies but so for me obviously you know the the what are they called the rose goggles of uh rose colored you know, child rose colored glasses of having seen um the uh, you know the Sam Raimi trilogy as a kid um obviously I'm going to see those and and think that they're the greatest things ever but um but no I mean for you having watched all three iterations which one wh- how would you rank them and not not necessarily movies cuz obviously like you could you could from different movies or different
0: uh i mean is it a cop-out for me to say i think they're all good in their own way
1: yeah yeah i mean, I mean you, at the very least choose one i mean i uh, the
0: top i one. i'm very <laughs> i think i'd say sam raimi's is still the best but i think they also had i think they had the best villains in those i think I mean, green i think green goblin doc ock and venom were solid in Amazing Spider Man you had Lizard and Electrode and then like a Hobgoblin S guy for like ten minutes. And then in the new ones with with Tom Holland you had Vulture, Mysterio, and then kind of everybody. So in terms of like that, I'm like I think the Peter Sam Raimi's is the best one but I think that might like I said to me it's just a villain thing I think the villains Super- are the best one so for you but it's way closer is, than that
1: I mean I I've heard I've heard Spider-Man 2 called basically the definition of a superhero movie is that, I'd say is that so. something you would agree with oh you, absolutely that holds up the best out of all the movies I think so I think I, mean, it, I think it's I think it's funny because you got Spider-Man 2 as like the best, and then you've got the original Spider-Man, which most people will say is a great movie, but then you've got Spider-Man Three in the Sam Raimi trilogy, which is also universally hated.
0: It was universally hated. Trilogy. See, people look back on that
1: and look at, like, all the memes and go, oh, man, this must have been a terrible movie.
0: <laughs> people look at three. The people, the reason why people look at three the in that way is because it, for whatever reason, especially at that point, movies, especially superhero films that come out that had threes, the third one was always bad up to that point. Like, you had Batman 3 and 4. Like, the 3 and 4 in Batman were bad were pretty bad. The third um Superman film back in the eighties, horrid. So I mean look like track record wise, it's like three's bad. Like, was it that bad? No. It really wasn't. It just kind of wasn't the same.
1: I think mean, it all also is I personally always liked Spider Man three. It wasn't my favorite. But I always liked I it. thought it was fine. Like, uh, Obviously there are parts of it that are less
0: it's not optimal. one or two it's not one or two, but you know, like not
1: uh, I mean not... I mean the Toby Maguire dancing with the emo hair, yeah, no that's not That's a crazy. classic,
0: but, but it's <laughs> a classic scene.
1: I know, but it doesn't define that whole movie. If you were to watch that movie you would understand. I think a lot of the people who point out that scene as a reason for why Spider Man three is the worst.
0: They don't get it. <laughs>
1: They didn't watch it or at least not paid attention to it because it's like, that seems like only a small part of the movie. It's supposed to illustrate something. It doesn't do a very good job of it or it doesn't do the greatest job of it. Maybe, Maybe you can disagree with me on that. I don't know. But, but at the very least it doesn't take up the whole movie. I do think in some ways, the only issues I, you know, looking back on that movie that I have there is a lot to focus on yeah i
0: i don't know why they did that that way
1: part two yeah and and, um what was the and and then you had
0: venom so you had and and venom was like the main villain
1: the sad part is venom was great in that
0: oh Topher did a great job that's the one thing i i i don't think people realize it's he like have, he
1: should he dude, could have, as, should have had his own spin-off dude. in fact i'm still hoping that part of this whole multiverse thing will allow some version of venom from sam raimi so Topher can redawn that he did a great he he, he just
0: he just did a great uh, Hardy. up
1: with the more recent you know that'd be i mean i think that'd be great to see two venoms running around in a movie he did a great head he just
0: did a great hardy like he did a great hardy where he's just in the church just going hey i want to get revenge on peter parker like if you could kill him that'd be great like just that scene i'm like i'm like no one understands how simple the scene that is just just sweet wishing for revenge like it's a simple concept
1: and, uh, he's probably not the first person in reality to have ever done No, that kind that's kind what
0: I'm saying. Thing. Like, it's like, look at that. Look how classic that was. Ah, oh, everyone's been there.
1: Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, no, um... Um, and, you know, keeping on kind of, I guess we're kind of on a... We went from Spider-Man the game to Sp- Spider-Man the movies. Um...
0: Although I will, say, I guess, to before we wrap it up, I will say this: if they want to put Black Cat into any Spider-Man future franchise, I think we need a Black Cat, like an actual Black oh, yeah. Cat. Just thrown out there, Felicia Hardy.
1: Yeah, I get you. Um, she can get but it. Yeah, no. Um, have you uh, have you watched the Obi Wan series yet? Uh,
0: I like I have, and have I'm released. one episode behind. I haven't watched episode four yet.
1: Okay, and I, I liked episode four. I won't give you any spoilers, and I think we can definitely make this a more spoiler-free. I'll uh, say this much though: I don't really. What have you thought? Uh,
0: I don't like third sister, and I think she's just an incredibly flat character. And I don't right, understand. So, I don't understand why they didn't give her any depth, at least up to the point I'm at. I don't understand it.
1: Yeah, I mean. I get that, and and I think she could definitely be more well-written, but I also, it was funny when the whole, you know, thing on Twitter where, you know, they're they're trying to combat the racism, which, which, I'm like, so like, yes, don't be racist.
0: But she was, but that character is so flat. I
1: hate it when the, when that kind of messaging overrides the reality of the situation, which isn't. She's at least to me, she's not a bad character. No, she she's, she, she's you're you're right, she's kind of one-dimensional. Um and she I'm wants daddy maybe in the next episode that they explore maybe kind of a Jedi background or She something. wants
0: Daddy's Vader. She wants she wants Daddy she wants Daddy Vader's approval and I'm like that doesn't drive character. I don't I don't get it. What's with They do this all well, the I, time yeah, with writers well, where it's like is it so hard for them to make something like throw something out there have it be like oh she her sister was killed by by anakin on 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 coruscant and she's mad added obi-wan for training him so she teamed up with him to literally kill him like that's it that that's 30 seconds and we literally solved an entire issue there we go not just i want daddy vader's approval because that's just lame and flat
1: <laughs> They still got time to give her a backstory. So, they have what? Two uh, more. They have two more, two more of
0: as of this recording. Cause it's six episodes. Yeah. So tomorrow at midnight,
1: but, but I mean, you're right. You're right. I mean, and then, so, but that's the thing was, I felt like I felt like she had promise. Two, uh, well, yeah. And I felt like you had two kind of opposite sides of the coin of when, when, when that tweet came out from star Wars, which again like yeah they needed to do that but the problem that it resulted in was you have now people just being more blatantly racist and yeah. then and then people being constructive being over the top well and no, no 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 but people being over the top um i'm not saying this represents everybody but there was a lot of people that were over the top uh In terms of saying, like, oh, she's the best part of Obi-Wan. Like, I saw multiple tweets saying, without her character, this would all be the worst show ever, and she's the best thing. And I'm like, "No. No. 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 At least not. I mean, if you really feel that way, that's fine. Cool. Yeah, like, great. Like, like I said, I don't think she's a bad character. I just think it's... She's just flat. I haven't been given enough to invest into her as a character. Um... And that's actually true for a lot of the characters. But that's such
0: a problem with these like short run series when you only have six episodes to like flesh out a character like that. Like it's so hard to do that. But, but on the same coin, it's like, you can't just go in there and make their entire driving force seem like I want approval in six episodes because it's like, that's not a driving force. That's just that that's, that's essentially blind rage. It like, that's not a character that's not a character builder that's nothing that's just that's a D campaign that's a video so, game
1: so with without going too much into the uh into the spoiler itself without actually revealing what the full spoiler is but i think you'll get it based on how i say this there was a character that died
0: mm-hmm. i know what you're talking about
1: that wasn't based on continuity with stuff that's considered canon and yeah. is supposed to happen in the future. Um, what do you think? Like, do you have any theories about that character's death? Is he, you know, is this character still alive? I mean, like, I, I, think?
0: I don't know a whole lot about like, I don't, is it considered EU stuff? I don't know a lot about like the EU stuff. So I'm gonna guess either a they just they either one of two things either a they wrote themselves into a corner again because these idiots don't know how to write anymore or two they're <laughs> I don't know or two he's it's he's they're not dead it's one of the two
1: yeah. a complete misdirect I don't think it's a complete misdirect I'm, I'm leaning I'm leaning in that path though is. Or not so much that it's a misdirect, but that it's like
0: uh <laughs> It's blatant. It, it's the idea it's, of...
1: it's supposed to explain what's going to happen sort of thing. Yeah.
0: It, it, it. I mean, also, too, this comes down to what... It comes down to the original idea of, like, oh, the original villain was supposed to be Maul, and they said, no, we don't want to do that. So once again, I, well, I... so once again, he's just left out there in the random universe just doing something. And it's like, we're just going to continue to just leave him out there. Like, when, if not now, when, dude?
1: Well, and so my theory that I've gone with has been that, um, that, I mean, it's canon now for, uh, you know, from the new, you know, the sequel trilogy mm-hmm. and, you know, say what you will about the sequel trilogy and, but I mean, it, it is canon, um, that the emperor was cloning himself.
0: Oh, I see. From you're right.
1: the moment that the... From the moment that the the prequel trilogy ended, I, okay, he's supposed to have I, been cloning himself the whole time. So, could this character I have also where, gotten involved in that? That's what I was practice. thinking.
0: Is that like is that now going to be their cop out? Is that there was a select yeah, group that was involved in that? I like, That's guessing, such a late. See again, that's just lazy copy out writing because no one wants to be creative.
1: I'm guessing it's so
0: bad. It's just fan fiction.
1: I'm guessing that and then and i'll and i'll keep this updated as we go along I'll, you know as we go along these podcast episodes i'll, I'll uh if this prediction ends up being wrong i'll uh, keep it updated <laughs> but i'm guessing this character will return in the final episode as like probably the big reveal probably like, it's gonna be supposed to be like a oh my goodness moment for people who didn't know and, and to be fair i think there is a fair number of people who are watching watching obi-wan who haven't seen the other things that this character has been
0: in i mean i haven't i'm aware of i i'm aware of what he's in but i have I don't i i i'm not a rebels guy i'm not a clone wars guy i know enough about it just from like clips and stuff to so it's like okay like that's where they came from oh okay cool like all that but i'm like you can't It's such just bad writing. If I I could
1: make a suggestion, though, if you were ever... I don't know how into Star Wars you really are. I'm not going to watch
0: every continuity thing. Like, just... I I can't.
1: (laughs) I would highly recommend at least the last... What I would do is I would watch the first half of the first season of Clone Wars and then the last three seasons of clone wars
0: i talked to someone who watched clone wars and they gave me a decent enough like recap every time i saw them so i'm aware i'm aware of what went on
1: i think you would find it more interesting than maybe you're giving yourself credit for i mean if i was probably i would say that you could watch the entire series there are parts of it that are a bit dull
0: it's on plus right
1: it's uh, yeah, it's on Disney Plus.
0: See, I was watching um, Spider Man so, and, and so <laughs> is Rebels, and Rebels is
1: the same way. It's, it's, it's the f- I mean, with with Clone Wars, I feel like the first two seasons are kind of like they were trying to find their footing, they're trying to establish certain things.
0: Well, considering, and I mean, Floney's the...
1: a really good writer. Floney took the took his time to really like build up things that he could cash in on. As the series went on. Well,
0: I mean, considering Clone Wars started in 2008 and I think dropped off until what it went through like season three or something or three or four. And then that was the end of it. And then it came back last year, right before COVID.
1: It was, I think, seven seasons and then it came back. So six seasons or six seasons. Okay. Something like that. But yeah, I mean, I mean, in the last season, the way that the writing was done, I mean, because I mean, we were talking about you were, you know, we were talking about with the Obi Wan series and with some, of, you know, some of the recent content we've been getting from writers, it seems like the writers have been a lot lazier. I can say this for David Filoni and his writing staff; they were they were not lazy as they wrote any of their expanded you know type universe stuff obviously it's not the expanded universe because it's technically disney now so yeah i mean
0: um, like i said i think your your big issue with this is it's a i think honestly the problem is it's too many cooks situation where it's like because yeah. think about it, like that right now you're the two star wars shows on disney plus are mandalorian which is great because you have john Favreau on it who understands what the hell he's doing and then with, I don't know who's doing Obi-Wan, but it's almost like, do you... I, forget, I
1: forget the writer, but the writer I've heard is good, good credentials, but not great. And Filoni is, like, supposed to be helping out because it involves some of the stuff he did. Um, but I I think most of his time has been dedicated because they're going to do, um, they're doing another series in the near future called Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And she comes from the Clone Wars series. And yeah, again, I saw that. Great character. It's a reason that I would watch Clone Wars. Is uh, Ahsoka at the beginning is a really annoying, hard to love character. But by the end, you're like, oh man, Ahsoka's the best. Yeah. <laughs> so And then Rebels, So and like I was saying with Clone Wars, it's the first couple seasons are kind of boring and then it gets better um with rebels i felt like the first season was kind of like okay it's still trying to it, it felt in like in a lot of ways like it was trying to copy clone wars and mm-hmm. in terms of themes and build up and all that kind of stuff but then it eventually built itself up to a point where it was like, like basically what happens after the first season without you know obviously I, and I i i don't remember enough of the story details to really give away or not give away Mm-hmm. Story details, but after the first season, they kind of reset mm-hmm. a lot of things because they realized that there was a lot of things they were doing that just weren't working. Yeah, and uh, it turned out it turned out to be by the end, it was like one of these things where um, I remember as Abby and I were watching towards the end, it was like, "Whoa!" Like there's just scenes um, for certain characters. That you like you've grown to you've grown really attached to during the series and then all of a sudden, you know, all this stuff happens and you're just like, Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. So But uh no, yeah. So but yeah, I um yeah, I think Obi Wan here here's my final thought on that is I think it's a it's been at least for me, it's been really good so far. Mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor has been absolutely great. I think um, Hayden Christensen got a lot of time in. I think uh, part three and a little bit in part four. And obviously, the voice acting's done um, is done by uh, oh, why? Why is his name slipping me? Darth Vader's voice, James Earl uh, Jones. James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Um, so that was just a slip for the moment, but, uh, but combined with Hayden Christensen's ability to use mannerisms and things combined with that voice, which is just iconic. Yeah. It's just, it, it, that, that whole thing has been good so far and they've got good actors in the series and that's, you know, at the very least the writing isn't as, um, wooden as it was in the prequels. So...
0: Yeah, I mean but, um,
1: <laughs> but, you know, we'll see We'll see how, I mean, I think Like I said, it's. I think it's been good So far It has the potential to go in both directions It could end up being meh Or it could end up being like Wow, this blew me away with the final Two episodes or the final episode or whatever Yeah, we'll see But We'll see how that, how what they choose to do there But uh, Yeah, I guess you never know But, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we got the uh, NBA Finals action going on. What have you thought so far of the uh, Finals?
0: Uh, Why is it feast or famine? (laughs) Like, like, can can there be a game that actually goes down to the wire this play? I know it's been, like, a constant, like, thing with it where it's just – Every game's a block and one game be close. Please, just just one, and it's like it's
1: never close. You know, it's it's interesting because I remember a few weeks ago saying that I did not want to root for the Warriors, and that's still true. I still am you know I'm I don't want either of these teams to win, really, but that's not an option. Um But but it's been interesting to see the Warriors look a lot more human. Um, a lot of people are obsessing, like, Wow, look at this dynasty! and I'm looking at this, like, Wow, Clay Thompson and even Steph Dude, Curry are starting to look a little it, older. It's like, like Steph Curry still is great, but it's
0: literally he what looks I heard. Older. I heard this today when I was listening to the Dan Levitar show. It's like, it's one of those bits of like, How is this going to end? Oh, with. With uh with Steph dragging Draymond to another title, you know? Yeah. Like that's what this is gonna end with. It's literally gonna end with Clay sh- outshooting the Boston Celtics to like to essentially like wield them to a title. Like that that's what this is. It's a matter of can Clay can can Steph outshoot the Boston Celtics? And he's done it three times. Th- he's done it yeah, three no. times. Like it, 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 <laughs> like what are you gonna do that at this still, point if you're Boston? i
1: mean he he has cemented himself as not just a hall of famer but just a legend um
0: draylon greets is a hall of famer <laughs> like what that sink you know, in that's
1: true, that's true but steph curry because of this series i think he has cemented himself just as an absolute legend
0: yeah even um, more so
1: yeah yeah i mean he's just yeah he went from he went from iconic to just you know you know it's kind of like I think for a little while there during some of those finals runs I think you could have compared his status at that point to almost like Kobe in that year in those years between or maybe even like let's say Kobe just after they lost the championship to the Celtics in 2008 where it's like Kobe's this great player you know he at that point we I think anybody would have He he had already established himself as a Hall of Fame player, like a first ballot, you know, Hall of Fame. But he hadn't yet, you know, necessarily set his, you know, if Kobe had finished his career with just three rings, just those three rings of Shaq, he would have been remembered as a Hall of Famer, but as the guy who could only win when he had the legend of Shaq well i mean you've heard but that... what turned what turned around was kobe became a legend and shaq is still a legend but not quite as much as kobe because kobe finished out his career at, well i shouldn't say he finished out his career strong but because those last few years weren't good well i mean you, you he heard... still had those championships where it was like whoa
0: well i mean you saw the interview with him and shaq where he was like where it's those two sitting down and they're talking and he makes the comment of like, I got one more than you. And Shaq goes, yeah, and I have to live with that for the rest of my life. Yep. You know, like I mean- like he even said, he's like, yeah, when, when Kobe won that one, I was ripping up crap in the house. and It's like, yeah, because like it was the one thing Shaq had on Kobe was, I got one more than you. I don't need you. And then he's like, bet I got two without you,
1: you know. You know, Shaq might have been trying to pass that off as a joke, but I think that was oh, the sure. honest truth. Oh, I'm
0: sure. Oh no, no, it's a thousand percent the honest truth. As it as much as those two are friends, it's still the thing of like they still have that. How do I put that? This that rivalry that will that if the, if Shaq was still playing at a high level, it's the thing of like if those two are on a team, they would absolutely win more rings together, simply because like those two would drive each other to like be better.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean if you look at those years right after Shaq's team, that initial year after um, leaving the Lakers on the heat was really good. And I mean, they made it to the Eastern conference finals year one. Um, But they weren't like necessarily like this team where you're like, Oh, that's the team that's going to the finals. Yeah. Um, But then the year after that, they were the team that was going to the, and they won (laughs) everybody, everybody knew. And like, and I mean, the weird thing is, is that they only won one. Um, but, but I think if you had left Shaq and Kobe together, obviously it was never going to happen. But in some perfect universe where they're able to somehow make amends, or or, or at the very least make enough amends, at least to make it work, play together. The Lakers still had a team that would have been able to surround them. Yeah, like they probably. I mean, they,
0: both of them have said, said years later, like after Oh four, we should have, we should have just worked it out. There was no reason to blow up that team. Cause then they, they probably would have, cause at that point it was basically the Lakers or Spurs. And if the core of that team still stays there, let's say they get They, they, let's say they still trade Gary Payton to somewhere. They get somebody else. You don't really need Payton. You don't Malone retires, whatever. Oh, well they go back in Oh five. They run the West to at least San Antonio. Do they beat San Antonio? Maybe. The only other team that would give them problems is the Spurs that, or the Suns that were what? Oh, about the same time, like oh five to like two thousand and what eight or nine, with the seven second offense Spurs or Suns rather. So I mean, that could have
1: been some incredible series too. So
0: then you have, so then realistically at that point, you have basically three teams to the Pacific that are just going to run shot, you know, then it, then it's like, okay, you still have Shaq. Like how does Shaq handle like Amari, you know, it, at that point, like they're going to clearly, they probably, I don't know if they'd still attack Shaq at that point with Amari, but I mean, I guess <laughs> it's interesting. Cause like Shaq would get absolutely winded running up and down the court.
1: Yeah, but then if if any if this had happened that way, we would never have gotten the big cactus.
0: That's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shaq on the Suns is one of those things where you that was forget weird. about it until you remember and you go Oh yeah. Oh, huh? Yeah. That happened,
0: huh? That was the weird part of Shaq's career where he just went from team to team. Where it was like he went from the Heat to the Suns to the Celtics to the to the, to the Cavs, and it was so just like to, he, that's yeah, weird. Didn't he
1: go? Wasn't it Cavs to Celtics though? I think it I was Heat, the other way around. Suns, Cavs, Celtics. No, I'm pretty sure he retired as a. Let me look. I don't know. Let me look this up. Let this. This is uh, This is worth looking up, I guess. Uh, Jack, let's uh, Google that and.
0: Does NBA Daniel. reference?
1: Yeah, he he retired with the Celtics. So oh, uh, wow. Magic, Lakers, Heat, Suns, Cavs, Celtics.
0: That's funny. That's that's a nutty that's nuts. He's wow, he left Miami right when they got LeBron.
1: <laughs> you know what Shaq has done an actually really good job of? Making me forget how good a basketball player he was? With how wild he is as an analyst,
0: dude, he was dominant, and everyone forgets that this man was an absolute wrecking crew down well, and, there for so, years. Yeah, that,
1: that circles back to what I was saying about Kobe: is would he have gotten his legendary status if he hadn't won those two last rings? No, because doesn't matter though. I had been such a force to get him the three, um and and so, but that's what I'm saying with. with I think, uh, you know, I think he's already done it, but assuming that, you know, now the the Warriors, as of this recording, they're, they've they got a 3-2 series lead. If the Warriors are able to finish out the Celtics, which, you know, obviously, like I said, I'm hoping they do. Um, but if the Warriors finish out the Celtics, I think that cements, cl- or, uh, uh Steph's, status is an absolute legend and you know an all-time legend um you know it's just one of those things um and i think he's already there but like i said if if he wins this i don't think you could i don't think you could have anybody put a doubt in your my mind of where he sits Mm -hmm. if he lost this maybe you might be able to at least Kinda, you know, plant some doubt, or you know, well, if he hadn't had, you know, KD for lo- that ring, then you know, um, but that's you know, that's neither here nor there, because first of all, he yes, he would have won a championship with or without KD. KD just made it so that they couldn't lose.
0: Yeah, I and, mean, that's all uh, that matters.
1: Yeah um he just put them right over the top so um but you know um it's been, you know i'm i'm hoping like i said i don't want the celtics to over overtake back that uh record of championships over the lakers i want the lakers to win the you know i want the lakers to win at least like four or five championships before the celtics win their next <laughs> one cuz i'd just like the lakers to just truly have it and then you know not have any not have to think about the Celtics anymore as the other team sort of thing they'd just be a team that plays on the east coast that we have a bit of rivalry against mm-hmm. instead of oh my gosh are we going to ever have more championships than the Celtics in my lifetime
0: yeah well
1: <laughs> So. alright
0: let's but, f- uh, yeah. I guess I let's f- huh
1: I said go ahead
0: oh <laughs> uh i guess let's talk about the thing we haven't talked about in a week and that's the angels who nothing happened i would say you have to i mean we kidding. we don't
1: all right well anyways Anywho, thanks, we, thanks you guys enough. for coming it's a
0: great time we'll see you all next week
1: no um how about how where do start we start off, um, how about we start off on a more uh light-hearted note uh the the uh joe madden of it all the the mohawk okay i want to okay let's work up to that i
0: want to i want to start backwards i want to start backwards because um i want to i'm just gonna talk for like five Uh, minutes okay that cool
1: (laughs) yeah i'll I'll meet my mic go ahead
0: you don't have to meet your mic but i want to at least oh but i do Uh, okay Hold on.
1: Okay. okay. I won't mute my mic yet, just so you can Okay. Get
0: nice. it situated. <laughs> um, what was I? So let's, here, I want to go back. What day was it? So let's start on like what, the third and fourth. That's where I want to start. So that weekend in Philly, I thought on Sunday, Madden's not getting on that plane. Madden's getting told to go to Boca Raton. I thought he was going to get fired Sunday. Then he's still there Monday, which was the Red Sox series. They should have this pulled up. Um, yeah, yeah. the Red
1: Sox series, we lost one to nothing.
0: And then he got canned. That's when he got fired. Now, here's where my tinfoil hat comes on. And <laughs> credit to David Samson for saying this. If you want to hear it in, like, from the horse's mouth, check out the Dan Lubitschard Show podcast from th- Thursday. So the episode, the local hour on... Um,
1: That'd be the 9th? On the 9th, yeah.
0: On the 9th. Um, where? He... He thinks, and I kind of agree with him, especially based on uh, things that Perry said in his press conference on Tuesday, um, that the actual firing wasn't from Perry, that it was actually Artie, because Artie doesn't want negative press. Now, why do I think this is actually incredibly 1,000% factual? Because during the press conference, if you recall, uh, Perry made the comment that he drove to Madden directly at first. I thought, Oh, this, that's must be just goodwill. Like he, he respects Madden that he doesn't want to fire him. And then hearing that it dawns on me that, hang on a second, Perry might not have wanted to fire him in the first place. Perry might have just wanted to just say, we're just going to ride it out. We haven't talked to him at extension. We're going to let him walk anyway. There's no point in cutting this thing short. Let him write it out. It's his mess. Let him clean it up this realistically, if you wanna if you wanna look at it in this light, the only game they were really blown out on that last week was Friday night's game. Saturday's game was bad. Sundays was the back of burner, and then they lost one nothing. you know it's like. Oh, well, does it? What are you going to do at that point? So, like I said, the conspiracy theorist in me says, Samson's right. It's Artie who's being impatient. He wants to change because he thinks they're going to, they went from we're the great story to now we're the laughing stock. And we all know Artie's very impatient and doesn't like to see things through. So, was that the real crux of the matter? That this wasn't a baseball decision, it's just Artie meddling again in things he doesn't really, he should be meddling in. Did Perry really want to fire him? I don't think so, because like I said, I think if he got on the plane after that Philly series, it was basically, uh, he's probably safe. But I was wrong, clearly, because losing one nothing was the final straw. Whatever
1: i mean what do you think that was i mean do you think it was just like that game they felt lifeless and so they felt like they had to fire him at that point or do you think it was just kind of a maybe there had been internal discussions of if he loses one more in a row like
0: i don't think there was just
1: gonna have to no. add to this
0: no what, what what's the internal discussion there like do you really think no like here, here's my honest i got a question like if I had asked Perry one question, it's do you really think Joe Madden is the problem? That if the answer is yes, then fire him. But why why is losing one nothing all of a sudden your you know, why why is that all of a sudden your the crux like you lose you then after that you lose every game by one?
1: The only the only thing I can possibly think of is maybe so, at that point um when they lost that game, they had lost that was the the franchise record tying 13th that was thirteen row right that yeah,
0: was thirteen yeah
1: and so my wondering is if they thought he was the issue if, if maybe they had decided by that point he was the issue, did they maybe say? maybe say we don't want it to get to 14. If we get him out of there, we could win one. I
0: I mean, I guess, but at that but it's like I said, then why are you waiting? If that's your if your likelihood is that a light of fire underneath them, then why did you wait? I don't that's the thing I don't understand is like Yeah, I don't know. Like what what's your what what's the logic there? Is your logic, "Oh, we don't want 14 under Madden." Like like I don't get the logic.
1: Or yeah, I get you.
0: Or or is it sit, or is it a situation of Perry doesn't want to fire Matt, but he does want to get rid of Matt Weiss and Jeremy Reed. Like, is that a discussion? And Artie's like, No, we let's just get rid of men. He's the problem. Like, is that it I don't know what the discussions are. Cause all all you're getting are like rumblings and it's not like any angels beat writer have any of the angels beat writers have any guts except for sam bloom like none of these angels beat writers have any guts to actually say anything bad about artie or joe sure. which is aggravating to all hell that none of these writers have a spine or ask any questions of any relevance they let they've let things slide for a damn decade and it's aggravating as sin to see these idiots on twitter just like not say anything
1: Should we get you in there
0: i get fired because i would literally just write i would it, like nothing angered me more than i think after the 2020 season where they're like you know we were in it to the very end and it's like no at some point we got to stop doing this Oh, we were competitive no at some point it's over we're over being competitive it's the same song and dance. It's been for since twenty fourteen. Well, we were close, guys. You know, we just got to win like five more games, and by golly, we'd be in there. Like at some point, it's over. Like it, it's like I, I I said this before. Does already have dirt on the OC register? Does already have sure. dirt on the guys who own who, who executives at am eight thirty? Where like all they say is just hit pieces. or they don't well, they don't I mean, write anything because- negative.
1: I know he owns, owns the station, work for him, so no, so it, it
0: it's the same thing as like you see in other sports where it's it's almost like the local stuff is just propaganda, there is no actual reporting going on except for like the athletic and maybe e s p n where it's like they'll actually do things where it's like on Twitter, I gotta find this because I thought this exchange like set, set set la 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 um said something with sam blum if you don't follow him with sam blum 3 on twitter um but one of the last press conferences he had with joe was last week i'm trying to look for it um it was an interesting one and it's like see sam's the only one who actually like like is doing his job um for it i just gotta dig for this stupid thing hang on uh where was it uh let's look oh that's an interesting one so on jan on june 7th so this would have been last tuesday on joe madden it was it's something I never thought would happen three weeks ago. I love Joe Madden, the person. I love the conversations. Waking up today, it felt like it was the right decision. There is no, there is no, there was not one phase we've been good. We have 106 games left. and I'm excited about 106 games. Perry said he went to Joe Madden's house and the two spoke for 30 minutes this morning. This morning was a really tough decision, but I think it was the best direction to go. That's a lie. <laughs> you you were legitimately like. Okay, and I want to throw this in there and remember what I said earlier about who made the actual phone call. Perry said that he didn't consult the players or coaches in making the decision. Just the owner, Artie Moreno, and team president John Carpino. So let's play an a- let- So let's play the game again of the old tinfoil hat. Who really made the phone call? Was it Perry? I don't think it was Perry.
1: I will I don't say think... this. I do trust Perry as a GM, but I don't trust Artie as an owner.
0: No, it, it, it's like I said, who's really making the phone call? It's not Perry. I don't think I'm Perry. I, I think Perry was legitimately like his contract's up at the end of the year. There's no reason to fire him. If he wants you know... to go, we'll bring. I'll bring. I, I think he was in to clean house anyway, regardless, because they hadn't discussed anything with Madden. Unless they did really, really well, then they would. But I think Perry wanted to bring his own guy in.
1: You know, for someone who doesn't, um, for someone who doesn't uh, do a lot, or uh, what's the word? Have a lot of, um, I don't know, I'm trying to say knowledge. I'm talking about Artie Moreno. I feel like his baseball instincts are bad
0: most owners are
1: exactly but the good owners do you know what they do they hire someone who knows yeah but here's the problem here's the thing Artie has hired someone who knows he's hired two people who knows i think billy epler was an
0: exceptional no you
1: might disagree with me he
0: wasn't he wasn't i thought
1: he was exceptional
0: he wasn't he was awful
1: (laughs) i think if you look at the status of our farm system
0: you okay I, if we're gonna go down this route but before before i dig deeper <laughs> i i i bury epler and i buried a i'm going to read the last conversation sam sam blum had with joe Madden after a, the game from a week ago so i'm just i'm just gonna read this so the it's gonna start with i'll i'll read the whole thing so sam blum asked the question do you feel like the team is is competing and fighting the way you want you want right now Madden? what do you think Blum, I mean, you've lost 12 in a row. Madden, but I asked you a different question. What do you think? Blum, I'm asking what you think. Madden, are you saying we're not competing? Blum, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm curious if you think so. Madden, well, you must be thinking that if you ask the question. Blum, well, I'm not the manager. You guys have lost 12 in a row. I think that's a fair question. PR asks, asks Sam to move on. Blum, he's asking me a question. Madden, I am. Blum, I'm answering that question, and I'm and I'm answering them. Man, because I obviously think we're playing hard. We're not winning games right now, but I'm not going degre- uh, deg- to degrade the effort by the guys. I'm asking if you're seeing it because I'm not. Blum. I mean, I have not won a World Series as a manager, so I, I, would, I wouldn't be the one to PR asking to move on. That was the last interview. That they had, that he gave. And sure. I want to I want to read this just, just for the record, because I think context in this happens. He says, I will say Joe's always been cordial and friendly and answers tough questions. Well, at least in my experience, we talked after the press conference and everything is good. This exchange, Joe, does speak to the general state of how f- things are with the team right now. That was last week. That was last Monday. So, and when we saw that, all of us in like that, I talk to are like that's dead man walking that is someone who clearly doesn't have it but i'm throwing it out there now so what you were saying about billy epler billy epler doesn't know what the hell he's doing i don't I, he doesn't it, the reason why it's working in new york is because he has a money bag for a gm and they're you're the that's what it is oh and one door fans think,
1: i think i think epler did the best he could with a owner who is Overly involved. So um, what you think?
0: I, you think Uncle Uncle Steve isn't? All these owners are. There's no difference between I, I any owners.
1: Disagree, I don't but I think I think I think that Steve Cohen trusts Billy Epler more than Artie Moreno trusts anybody.
0: I don't think Steve Cohen trusts anyone other I think than Steve he Cohen. Billy
1: Epler to run a baseball More than Artie Moreno trusts anybody. Because I don't think Artie Moreno trusts anybody with anything. Now, here's what I will say. You'll probably agree with me on this. I think Perry is a much better general manager than Billy Epler was. I think Billy Epler was, like I said, exceptional. I think Perry, given the right opportunities could be something fantastic for this baseball team in the long run. Um, and uh, it, there's probably a lot of Angels fans who disagree with me even on that, because I have seen a lot of people who don't like Perry. But Here's... I think a lot of Angels fans are coming to the same conclusion that a lot of us have already and and have for years. Is Artie Moreno is way, he, he, I don't know, it's I just you I look at all the, the signings from even like the the Depoto era, which like don't get me wrong, I think Depoto was heavily involved. <laughs> Depoto, in Josh Hamilton, in in, in, in uh, that two holes and all those. Uh, CJ Wilson, I think I think you had Depoto about as involved as Moreno in a lot of those guys. Because if you look at Depoto in Seattle, he's got a lot of the similar um, style in the sense it of hasn't changed. The, the splash signings. Um, But I think the thing is is That's all Artie Moreno is is He wants the guys who will sell him tickets
0: Artie Moreno at the end of the day Is a marketing guy and an ad guy So what's yeah, that? I was,
1: I don't, the thing is I don't think he cares I think he only cares to win a ring As far as it helps him with marketing To say hey we're the world champion angels That's all he cares about He doesn't care about the actual I want a ring because I helped, you know, set it up. He's not. Um. Oh, what's the What's the name of the owner for the uh, Cowboys? Um. Jerry. What's his name? Why Why am I Why am I spacing on so many important names today?
0: I don't know what you're even trying to go to.
1: Um. Jerry Jones
0: jerry jones is okay. another
1: example of a very heavily involved owner and obviously way yeah, but, more involved in his team than yeah, but jerry jones
0: there. jerry jones is owner ceo and gm true like when things he, go he wrong does, for the he cowboys he has nothing to. Do to-
1: the, he does hire people to do the day-to-day but at least with jerry jones he at least knows or or, or at least he wants to win a ring Because he really wants to win a ring, he's not doing it because he wants like some weird marketing thing like Artie Moreno clearly does. Yeah, but he's also the Dallas
0: Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys don't need a marketing plan. All they put is we're the M F and you know we're the M F and Cowboys. Like that's the marketing ploy. Is we're the M F and Cowboys. That's it. Here's the
1: thing: the Angels, if they were to get. They were to go into this next offseason. I'm, I'm not going to talk too much about this next offseason because it's way too early for that. But they were to go into this next offseason and sign, you know, those, those pieces that put them over the top and get them to multi year contracts. You could get two or three championships. Think of the marketing you could do with, hey, we are the dominant force in the major league. You,
0: right you have Trout No Tani. That's your marketing plan. It's not
1: I get that. I, I get it, that, but that's what I'm saying. You give them rings, all of a sudden they're that much more marketable.
0: I want you to point
1: you back that much more money.
0: I want to say this, and this is the problem, and this is one of the biggest beefs I've had, and I wish Perry was on because me and him were talking about have talked about this a couple of times. Is the biggest problem you have in baseball right now, at least from a marketing standpoint, is no one cares about West Coast baseball. Nobody. And the biggest issue you have is legitimately John Boy Media, Starting Nine from Barstool, are East Coast incredibly biased podcasts. And yeah, we can say, well, Starting Nine doesn't have Carabas anymore, who's a Red Sox homer. Yeah, it has they got Jake Arrieta, who sure is is the is basically just the Dallas Braden. I don't know too much about the other guy. I I haven't I don't follow him, so I don't know if he has a bias, but John Boy and Jake are Yankee homers they admit the Yankees homers and all they've done when it comes to the angels is all they do is kick Shohei's ass because they want him in pinstripes and ESPN wants him in pinstripes and I find it hilarious that if you look at the national schedule when it comes to it comes to the angels the amount of games they have on a national schedule is very very minuscule for having the two best players in the game now why is that? Oh, because we, oh well, the poor East Coasters don't want games that start at nine. Sure, that's that's fine, but why why is it when it comes to these things that all you're gonna see on like if you want to see this this just out there? Look at ESPN Sunday Night Baseball schedule. How many of those games are nle's teams? What ninety percent of them are NL East teams? Or AL East teams. It's ridiculous just the amount of teams that are on the East Coast that that get these games. It it, it's it's the same bit where it was years ago where I even remember it, where Russell Martin, I think, had a twenty was on pace for a twenty twenty campaign as a catcher. And he was losing in the all-star rate. He was he should have been the all the starter that year. I think it was like two thousand seven, two thousand and eight. I forget. I could probably look it up. But like he should have been starting, and he wasn't going to be the starting catcher. And it's like because these East Coast people don't know about what's going on, on the West Coast, and it's hilarious because it, just between between the Dodgers, Angels, Padre, like those three teams just in Southern California, you have on the Dodgers Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, and um, you know Cody Bellinger when he was hot, Clayton Kershaw. That's the Dodgers. Angels, you have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, two of the best players in baseball. In San Diego, when healthy, you have Manny Machado and Fernando and Fernando Tatis Jr., electric players. Up north last year, you had the Giants who were the best team in baseball. Under the radar. Best record in baseball. Oakland can go to hell. Dumpster fire. But think about that. Like, that's California baseball. We have arguably out of the top. You you can make mean in California alone. We have between even Rendon I forgot Rendon, but like between Shohei, Trout, Freeman, Tatis, Betts, we have five of arguably the top what twenty five players in the game, all in one state, all within two hours of each other, and they get they go under the radar. They're going under the radar because. Everyone refuses to talk about it. Everyone. But you go on Twitter or anywhere, what do you see? Oh, Yankees. Red Sox. Red Sox suck. The only time MLB posts anything about the Angels is when their pitchers get blown out in two innings. And they're the only team that they do that for. No other team gets it. I don't get it. I don't understand this weird East Coast nonsensical bias that they have. Because, is it, it,
1: because if you live on the East Coast, and I mean, I lived on the East, well, I didn't live on the East Coast, but I lived in the, you know, towards the East for two years, I lived like, in Ohio. Do you just forget um,
0: there's stuff, like, on the other side of the Mississippi? Is that really what happens? Like that, well, to,
1: That's what I was going to say. It's very insular. In, insular. Um, It's very much, you know, a lot of your view of the United States is from this, you know, East Coast perspective, because... You know, in terms of being able to actually physically travel, there is so much just dead... No, I don't want to say dead space. That sounds like I'm calling the Midwest dead space. But but there's so much, you know, just empty land, uh, you know, just lots of farming land and things. Nothing terribly exciting between, you know... Uh, you know, the East Coast, like most, I'm, 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 I'd even just toss Ohio into a lot of that, but, you know, let's just say West of Detroit. Yeah. Um, just to give that, just to give it like a nice border, anything West of Detroit. Um, there's just not a whole lot going on until you get to Denver and then Salt no, Lake. and but I mean... <laughs>
0: But that's you such know, an obviously issue. If you, go, if you
1: go south, that's Texas, and you've got Texas. But again, like, there's so much to go across to get to those places that it becomes such like a, it, but that's such a stupid like, issue. You know, growing up in Southern California, um, something I, I don't think I fully grasped until I was, you know, living out east, is or or until I was living in smaller towns out east. Is in, in Southern California, you've got cities, you know, Ontario, Upland, Chino, uh, Corona. Like, a lot of these cities are just interconnected. Um, and in in a lot of these cities, at least on the borders of, the, of those cities, the, the lines get a little blurred because it just keeps going. Like, yeah. when you go from Chino into Ontario... You don't think, oh wow, I'm in Ontario now?
0: No, I drive through. You just cross
1: the line and you're still there, and you're like, oh wait, yeah, this is Ontario now, right? Yeah, like, I drive you through. It's to th- remind yourself where you are.
0: Yeah, I drive through th- three cities. I think technically, when I go to work.
1: Yeah, but but it doesn't necessarily. But like, so like, if you I don't I wouldn't were know to live this. Out that east, you would understand that like these cities are are are, are, um, are they their out. they're their own.
0: Yeah, they're their own thing.
1: Yeah, and so. And so, but, like...
0: When you have friends that say they live out in the middle of, you know, BFE, you know? And like, so, they they but, mean that.
1: But so, like, the East Coast... So, like, what I said is representative of a lot of parts of the East. But the East Coast is city after city after city after city after city. It's all interconnected. Uh-huh. And so, it's easy to forget, you know... The Anaheim Angels or Los Angeles Angels, whatever you want to call them.
0: I'm not saying you have to remember them.
1: I, 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 I uh, but that's what I'm, I'm not. saying is, is when you go to do your so like ESPN lives out on the baseball or. <laughs>
0: No, they. I mean, on the East Coast, I, I get that they're based. So that's where their that baseball teams. Yeah, thinking I, I mean, of are the
1: Yankees, the Red Sox, the Phillies? The, yeah, but you're based.
0: You yeah, know. you're you're based in Bristol, Connecticut. Sure, I get it. That we're like we want to give treatment to you know to these teams, but well, it's just on, easy. No, I know it's easy, but it's like in my head, it's like the same logic of when how do I how do I say this? It's the same dumb logic of of somebody saying, "Well, baseball's dying." And it's like, yeah, of course baseball's dying. You know why baseball is dying? Because no one knows how good baseball is east of the Mississippi or west so, of the Mississippi. I could so I the, Like that that's the part that's irritating to me, is that the only time anyone talks about the Angels, it's when they're when they're losing or they're, you know, doing better than projected. And the only time people talk about the Dodgers is the same thing. It's an yeah, extreme I mean, so it's never, bias. It's never anything it flat.
1: The East Coast bias ultimately just comes down to laziness.
0: Talk about laziness. It 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 it's. I I don't want to say it's laziness. I don't think it's laziness. I think it's a lack of. It's a lack of understanding, like the national spotlight. If that makes sense, because sure. what because what's easier? Oh, writing a story about Aaron Judge and Bryce Harper. Like that's easier. I I mean maybe it is sure. just easy. But i I don't get it, where it's like Do people not care about Mike Trout all of a sudden? Like everyone complains, like, oh we don't know anything about Mike Trout. Yeah, because no one talks to him. <laughs> like did, you know yeah, like get that. It, it, it's the stupid argument. I I think it's a stupid argument. I think like I said, I it's it, it's just it it's stupid bias, and any time anyone gets called out I for agree. it, they they shudder and hide and say angel twitter's mean and hurtful no it's cuz you people are idiots and you say stupid things and when when and when we call you out on it all you do is shudder and say oh they're so mean you can keep showing Otani. i didn't realize how mean angel's twitter was so then don't say stupid shit <laughs> like
1: oh yeah no but yeah i get that and so yeah, you know, but the, the, there's not much you can do about it, and so...
0: Keep doing you know, your thing. About at all least you do. the losing
1: streak is over, though, right? <laughs> yeah, on to the next one. Um, I mean, if... I guess the last little bit to talk about with that is with the losing streak is just... It, it was against a tough part of the schedule. Um, I mean, like did a really I think? Tough part of well, schedule. It,
0: I, here's what I you know what here I'll I'll say this much: Did I expect them to lose every game? No, I thought at worst they'd go 500. So I guess they exceeded my expectations. But I mean, yeah. I guess at this point you're not gonna have a rougher stretch out of you know than losing 14 consecutive. So by all means, you hit rock bottom. So <laughs>
1: yeah, but um, but no, so I. There were things, though, towards the end of this losing streak that I think, um, you know, Mike Trout's starting to, to heat up, um, Shohei's starting to heat up too, um, you know, maybe the Angels could put a little run together and make us forget about this losing streak for at least a little bit, but, uh, we'll see, we'll see how that goes, but, uh, like we talked about just, though, as our last, uh, probably little thing that we want to talk about is, uh. How about the mohawk? Obviously, I don't think anybody's actually seen it.
0: I don't think he has he hair exists. at this point. But what a random nugget. I mean, that sucks, but it's like...
1: For those of you who are listening who don't know the story...
0: Maybe that's why he got fired. He didn't
1: know he was getting fired. <laughs> yeah, maybe... maybe <laughs> he didn't know hey, he hey, was man. getting fired, and so he shaved his head into a mohawk, thinking that at that night's game it would shock his players so much... It was gonna get him riled up and ready to go. Uh, who knows? Maybe Perry Sod went. Oh my gosh! This is awful. I can't let the world see this. You're fired. <laughs> but it was just so. and What's funny is, I so I live in Utah, and the sports guys out here, obviously, they they almost never talk baseball. Even the bees, they don't really talk too much about. They they'll occasionally bring it up, but for the most part they don't really talk baseball cuz that's not what's really Yeah, it's minor
0: anymore. league. Yeah, it's basketball, I guess, and beep um, and the and college football. Yeah, and then you got the, you know, the Utes and the Cougars.
1: But um but even they so they do this segment called the good, the bad and the ugly. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> and their bad story, not their ugly story, oh, okay, but their good. bad story was Joe Biden's <laughs> <Good>. Mohawk. <laughs>
0: yeah I didn't,
1: I didn't actually get to hear what their uh because it was it was during my lunch break i didn't actually get to hear what their ugly story was but they talked about it and it was kind of funny because uh to hear the espn uh, uh what a
0: random bit thing you know?
1: it, it, it had like such dramatic music and all this stuff and it's just what a what random a little, like, nugget. how does
0: that <laughs> what a random nugget how, how
1: does that feel to be though to be Madden. And you're fired and you, you you go to run your hands through your hair And it's gone and you're like, all you have is this Mohawk and yeah. you're like, Oh no, why did I do this? But yeah, oh, I think wow. you're right, he probably just turned around, grabbed a razor, and like, just right. shaved the rest <laughs> of it off. And then uh, the way the the way one radio the radio analyst uh, or radio common the radio person put it here was um he says he probably just put on a hat and the first flight to a beach somewhere, that's yeah, so why I said um, he just
0: went to Boca and just he's chilling in Boca, yeah,
1: Hawaii, or you know, wherever. Yeah.
0: yeah, he's chilling in Boca, but
1: um, but yeah, no, so kind of a you know, light, light way to end that <laughs> Angel's discussion. Hopefully, um, oh Christ, <laughs> hopefully, as, hopefully, as things go along, hopefully, uh, Phil Nevin can uh, figure things out and uh, at least salvage the Angel's season. That's all I can hope for at this point. I don't think I can hope for any real success but uh i don't know maybe it'll surprise me
0: who knows there's still plenty of it left so we'll see all right well that's gonna wrap up this rousing rendition of coffee with specs featuring bryce the prince we'll be back uh next week same time same place maybe i don't know who knows maybe we'll try our best it's all we ever do
1: yeah, I mean, uh, I think we're uh, adjusting the recording schedule as time goes along, but I think we might be able to adjust it in such a way that it won't uh,
0: seamless. It won't. It won't. <laughs>
1: yeah, it won't break. It'll change. You know, maybe kind of how we approach our discussions because it'll be further out from the day that it's posted, but maybe it won't uh, ruin everything in terms of how our schedule goes.
0: Yeah, who you knows? We'll figure it out as we as we always do, but. Uh have a good one and we'll see you all next week.
1: Bye. Yep.